Psalms 139 and 14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, child. And marvelous are your works. And my soul knows right well, meaning I know that's right. Like you were made in the image of God. You were made after the image of God. You are a masterpiece created by a master. Why would he create something that wasn't good enough? Welcome to the Code of Confidence podcast, where we have candid, encouraging, and uncomfortable conversations around confidence. I am your host, Desi Inspire, the empowerment juggernaut, also known as the Confidence Queen. And we're here to crack the codes that are keeping us from tapping and stepping into full, complete confidence. And guess what? We're now creating our own. So let's get started. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard or welcomed. But when we are silent, we are also afraid. So it is better to speak. A quote by Andre Lord. This is the Code of Confidence podcast and I am your host, Destiny Inspire. And I am so glad that you are here to join us for a sacred, safe space where we have very much encouraging, very much uncomfortable, and very much candid conversations around women's confidence, what it takes to gain it, why we lose it, and how we can develop and cultivate it, right? To walk in who we are called to be, and baby, what we are called to do. If you enjoy anything that is said during this podcast or this time that we have together, I urge you, girl, go ahead and press that subscribe button. Go ahead and add some comments. Connect with your girl, Instagram, Facebook. Get on the mailing list and stay connected to everything that we have going on. If you have questions, drop them below. If you have comments, let us know. I want to hear your voice. And so interesting that we are on the topic of speaking and using our voice It's not a coincidence that in our society as women, we do not really tap into how powerful our voices are, how powerful it is when we speak and have something to say. But rightfully so, when you look at society, there are many ways that we've been silenced, that we've, you know, been made to feel like our voice didn't matter, our words were not important, or we've we've been suppressed with them so much until we like, why should I even try to speak up? We've been talked over, we've been made to feel ashamed, whether of our past, our education, or our upbringing, or our current situations in life, and we don't fully step out and use the power of our voice. And so what I love to do is to talk with women, to work with them, to help cultivate them, to be able to tap into that power, because I know what it's like to feel silenced. Like I know what it's like to feel like you're not enough and what you have to say is not valuable. I know what it feels like to just be the help and never the hero of your own story, right? And so whenever I get a chance to help a woman feel more in her authentic power, I take that chance. Now, does that ruffle some feathers and rub some people the wrong way? Baby, absolutely. It's what I do. (laughs) It's what I do. And interesting enough, I did a call talk. uh, I'm doing a series for my queen council, um, empowerment and prayer call series, and it's called audacious. And in it, we're going through the word using the Bible to pull out audacious women who were not afraid. And if they were operated in spite of their fear and said things, did things, became things that were so 
unrealistic of that time, right? The word audacious itself in its essence, I read, is to do something courageous or brave that could offend others. Audacious is to do something courageously or brave that will offend others. And so the word audacious used in a positive and negative connotation. You ever heard them say, are they just passing out audacity? Audacity must be on sale. And we usually use it as a negative thing. But I want to reprogram you to how you look at the word audacious. It's time for you to be audacious. What has stolen your confidence from being able to do something of benefit, of value that can help someone else or even help yourself, your family, your community. But you've been afraid that you're going to rub somebody the wrong way. You've been afraid that when you speak up and speak out about something that you are passionate about, not in a way to look at me or pity me, but in a way that says I overcame something, I experienced something, and now I want to help someone else. Imagine if people hadn't advocated for some of the things we have today, some of the laws that we have, right? Some of the things that we have, even women as our rights are concerned, everyone's speaking on behalf of us and for us. We don't even have a voice sometimes to advocate for ourselves. I was recently in the hospital and I had to advocate for my own health. The doctors, which were males, they wanted to basically tell me what I needed to do. And I'm like, I get it, but I want to make a decision for myself. And I I respect them for their knowledge, their education, for what they know. But I almost felt like it was pressure. One of the doctors was very kind and sat with me and really explained. But the other one, he just felt kind of like, yeah, well, this is what's going to happen. This is what you finna do. Go ahead. Get naked from the waist down because as soon as the surgeon leaves, you're going straight to surgery. Once he gives your option, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not. Today, now, I'm not going anywhere. I had to advocate for my own health as a woman. I had to speak up. Imagine if I hadn't done that. Imagine if I felt like, well, they know more than me. Well, they're they're educated. I don't have the education they have. I don't have the information that they have. I could have let something happen to me or gone into a situation that could have been avoided had I spoken up and used the power of my voice. Had I trusted my authentic voice and what was on the inside of me. So this is why it's so important. Because beyond even when it comes to our health, our families, our lives, our generations to come, there are things on the inside of us that we need to open up and let out that can change our world. But we got to learn to speak. We got to learn to unlock the power of our voice. Now, here's a definition of voice that I want to share with us. Because whenever we think voice, we always think just speaking in the sense of, my words, what I say, the the my uh what my my larynx, whatever you call it, where the where the the sound comes out of. But even down to the word voice, it's not just the sound produced in a person's larynx, right? You uttered through the mouth as speech or song. But the other definition is a particular opinion or attitude expressed. So your voice is a particular opinion or attitude expressed. So your voice can be in the in the form of writing, in the form of literature, in the form of a podcast, in the form of a book, in the form of a, a course, a business, like the voice of what you do, right? So whenever you do something, you know, people say that don't even sound like her. They didn't actually hear your voice. They're not talking about the sound that comes out of your mouth. They're talking about your opinion, your attitude, your expression, like that just don't sound like her. The voice is so powerful. So let's talk about it. Y'all know I love quotes. So there's another quote that I want to read that I think is amazing. There's a couple. I got a couple of them. I'm going to be honest with you. I got a couple of quotes I want to read because they're good. Okay, they're good. It only takes one voice at the right pitch 
to start an avalanche. Diana Hardy. It only takes one voice at the right pitch to start an avalanche. If you think about it in natural terms, an avalanche, usually the sound and the vibration made in the atmosphere, it causes a disruption and it creates an avalanche. So even in your life, sometimes you speaking up, you using the sound of your voice, whether it's your opinion or attitude expressed or the the audible sound coming out of your mouth can create a ripple effect in your life, the life of the people you're called to, your business, your family, your community, your church, your home, like just you. And a lot of times we think, well, I'm just one person. Baby, all it takes is one. You don't need an army. All it takes is one. When I made the decision to stop hiding behind, well, I'm a woman. Well, no one wants to hear what I have to say. Well, I, I, I took the word submission to the extreme. Well, that means I shouldn't speak at all. I don't need to express my opinion or I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to stay in the background. I'm going to fall back. I don't want to do too much because I don't want to offend anybody. And that's the problem because we're made to feel like we're offensive. We're made to feel like, now again, things can be said the wrong way that can be offensive. Yes. But we're made to feel that we ourselves are offensive. We ourselves are not enough. We ourselves are not valuable in what we have to provide, right? And it shouldn't be like that because this is killing our confidence. How many times as a child, whether in school or in your home, you were told you talk too much? And you probably did talk a lot, but you were made to feel like you were either too much of something or not enough. And as a result, subconsciously, we don't realize that it caused us to lower who we are little by little, little by little. You're in class, you put in a corner, put out the classroom, bad marks on your report card. Mama say you talk too much. The teacher said this. You always getting people in trouble or maybe you're, you're too quiet. Now you ain't talking enough. And little by little, we've carried that into our adulthood as women. We've carried that over into who we are now. And now when it's time to go into that boardroom, we're not able to speak up. We know we should have that promotion. We're afraid to rock the boat. In our home, we don't want to seem like we're doing too much, so we stay silent. And there's a way to do everything. Still, I'm, I still believe in a woman being submissive and respectful. But we take that as a way to diminish who we are. We've allowed people to make us feel like it, it makes us less than. And that we're not important. And if you look back over your life, ask yourself, what's been that situation in my life, that turning point, that one thing that made me feel like what I had to say did not matter, was not important. And as a result, you stopped speaking. All right, here's another quote. Let me see, because I got a couple of them. Because we who have means and a voice must use them to help those who have neither. Jennifer Danelli. We who have means and a voice must use them to help those who have neither. Many of us, we have a voice, we have means, we have the ability to create and shift change. Whether that's through a business, whether that's through a book, whether that's through a podcast, whether that's through song, music, drawing, artistry, whatever, we have something that other people are waiting for. You've been through experiences that other people need help through. I create a program called Queen Speaks, Unlocking the Power of Your Voice. 
It was previously called Sis Speak Up. It was a program that I did where I worked with women for several weeks hands-on, helping them cultivate the confidence that they need, helping them uncover whatever has, has muzzled their mouth, helping them develop their signature story and a message to their world, whether it's in their business, whether it's in their home, whether it's just in their community, but in a way to where they understand that I am valuable, I am qualified, and I am capable of using my voice. And I show them what their qualifications are because we think qualification in the sense of I need degrees, I need certificates, I need all of these things that are man given to feel validated when really all of the qualifications you need are already on the inside of you. And I help women extract that out. And so I'm starting it up again. I'm calling it Queen Speaks. And it's starting the end of this month, starting, well, beginning of February, end of January. And it's literally taking six weeks to develop women's voice. Develop that authentic voice, not just the audible, but also the expressed opinions and attitude in a positive way, not in a way that's that's problematic because we just want to talk, but because what we have to say becomes valuable and needed and necessary. Right. And if you know that's something you need to be a part of, listen, uh, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully the spots aren't all gone. But if you tell me you heard on the podcast, um, I'll let you in. The link will be below if there's something you need to enroll in. It's a six-week program working with me and an intimate group of women hands-on. So let's look at some ways that we can help unlock the power of our voice because I, I want to give you some tangible steps that's going to help you, right? Even if you're not a part of the program, I want you to understand. So one, you have to identify how you were created and who you were created by. Right. So Psalms 139 and 14 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and my soul knows right well. Psalms 139 and 14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, child. And marvelous are your works and my soul knows right well, meaning I know that's right. Like you were made in the image of God. You were made after the image of God. You are a masterpiece created by a master. Why would he create something that wasn't good enough? Why would he create something that wasn't enough? Something that wasn't powerful? We serve a powerful God. We were created by a powerful being. Why would he make us less than? It says, I've made, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou would visit him. I made him a little bit lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. And by him, he's not talking about the gender but the species of mankind together is not excluding women. So one, identifying who you are and who you were created by. You're created by the master and you are a masterpiece, fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are the works of his hands. Baby, walk in that, own that. The second thing, know your motives for what you want to come out your mouth. If you know that your motive is pure, if you know that what you are saying is going to help, if you know what you are saying is to be beneficial in some kind of way, to leave someone better than the way you found them, then open your mouth. Motives. Because a lot of times it's not what we say. Sometimes it's the motive in which we say it in. But when you know that your motive is right, you may not get it right the first time around. You, it may not come out the way that you wanted it to, but you can never perfect something that you haven't tried. You can't perfect something you've never performed. You have to perform and then perfect it. So 
Number three, decide what your positive self-talk will be. When I talked about the woman formerly known as the one with the issue of blood in the Bible, she said to herself, self-talk. She said to herself, within herself. She didn't need anybody's uh, uh, validation of her thoughts or feelings. She didn't need anybody's co-signing or opinions. She said within herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment or coat or cloak, I will be made whole. What is your positive self-talk like? Because most of us, we don't even have positive self-talk. It's all negative. Here I go again. I'm so dumb. I'm stupid. It's never worked. So I can't figure it out. Why has this always happened to me? The more you talk like that, the more your life is going to show up like that. Baby, this is the Code of Confidence podcast where we have very much candid, very much encouraging, and very much uncomfortable conversations around confidence. And I'm your girl, Destiny Inspire. It's getting a little uncomfortable, is it not? Girl, what you talking about? How are you talking to yourself? We don't want anyone else to talk to us any kind of way, but we'll talk to ourselves any kind of way. We'll put ourselves and we'll look in the mirror and pick out everything that's wrong with us. Every blemish, every flaw, every role, every mark. What is your positive self-talk? A woman who had been bleeding with a condition for 12 years, who was considered ceremonially unclean by the Mosaic law, out in public, making everyone else impure based on that time, said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. Do you have that kind of courage and confidence? Do you have the audacity? Are you audacious enough to speak positively to yourself? And tell yourself how valuable you are, how worthy your words are. What is your positive self-talk? You want to speak like a queen? You want to communicate like a queen? You want to speak up? It starts with how you're speaking to yourself. Says, how are you speaking to you? It's not about anyone else. When you know who you are, when you're able to accept who you are, when you validate you, because you don't need people to do because you are not a car. And validation is really for parking, not for people. But when you know who you are, you can affirm and validate it for yourself. Then you're one step closer to tapping into that authentic confidence. All right. I'm almost done. Is it good? Like, baby, if you ain't hit that subscribe button yet, baby, if you have not shared this, if you have not commented, go ahead. This is the code of confidence. We're cracking the codes and creating our own. What codes have you created that told you your voice wasn't valuable and your words were not worthy? Let's create new codes to communicate with ourselves in a different way, right? Codes are a way that a computer communicates. How are you communicating with yourself? Dismantle those old codes and let's create new ones, okay? Now, we talked about what our positive self-talk will be. Consider the consequences of if you don't, Speak up. If you don't, tap into the power of your voice. What are the consequences of that? Because we never consider that. Are there things that you are called to break in your bloodline by speaking up? Meaning that could be therapy. That could be counseling. That could be coaching. That could be writing a book. That could be creating a program. That could be showing up differently at work. That could be being an advocate for something that's important to you. What are going to be the consequences if you continue to play it safe? Who's going to have to suffer? Because now it's going to be beyond just you because your life is not just about you, sis. You're called to a generation of people 
You're called to a culture, not to mix with the culture, not for cloud of the culture, but to change the culture. So what are the consequences by not doing that? Who's going to have to suffer with the things that you've overcome because you're not ready to use the power of your voice and create a positive impact and change in your world? Is it your children? Is it your unborn children? Is it your children's children's children? Are you going to allow a generational cycle to continue in your life because you're not ready to address it? What are the women in your family dealing with? And it's something that bothers you and you're like, this don't bother anybody? Like, gosh, it just bothers me because you're called to do something about it. God gives us certain pains and certain holes and voids that can only be filled by our purpose. That can only be curated and and fixed by walking in our calling. So what's going to be the consequence of that? We talk about stars in our crown, but what about the blood on our hands for who we were called to help? And here's the thing. You don't even have to be perfect. Baby, I'm not perfect. I mess up a lot. I've made mistakes. I've been reckless in a bad way. I've done things that I'm not proud of, that I'm ashamed of, but I use it to make me better. I got up and I kept fighting because the mission was more important than one man. The mission of who I'm called to is more important than my own problems. So I had to become better. I use that as accountability to pick myself back up. How are you going to use it? What are the consequences if you don't tap into your confidence? If you're ready, review this, like implement these actions. Now, if you want to take another step further, then maybe this is Monday that this is launching. Maybe you have 24 hours to take that next step and enroll into Queen Speaks. Unlocking the power of your voice. A lot of times the impact that we make will also increase our income. We're trying to find little odd and end jobs and and hustles on the side. When what you have is all you need. People will pay you to do what you do. Pay you to use your voice, whether that's through, again, writing, books, poetry, art, song, whatever. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. But are you ready to take that step and be who you've been called to be? Baby, this is the Code of Confidence podcast with Destiny Inspire, a sacred safe space of candid, encouraging, and uncomfortable conversations around confidence. And I'm going to leave us with this quote. You know it was coming. You, You know that the quote was coming, okay? When the whole world is silent... Even one voice becomes powerful. When the whole world is silent, even one voice becomes powerful. Malala Yousafzai. Baby. I love you. Hope to see you on the next episode of the Code of Confidence. Please subscribe. Please share. Please comment on this and sign up for Queen Speaks, Unlocking the Power of Your Voice, six-week intensive. Destiny Inspire. Signing out.